Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Accenture overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Welcome to the Good Food Podcast. In this episode, Matty Edgel will be speaking with me, Samuel Goldsmith, about life after winning Bake Off. Plus, his plans for his wedding cake. We spoke to a few cake people and, and like all of the starting prices were £500. Ooh. Yeah, and I said to like, I can 100, even if it's £450, <laughs> I can do it cheaper. <laughs> and if it's no good, then at least it's on me. Yeah, absolutely. And you've not spent £500 on exactly. it. Exactly, there we go. We've also got some surprise questions from a fellow contestant. We're thrilled to have in the studio today, Matty Edgel. Thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, most people will know you from having won the Great British Bake Off. Yeah. Uh, How's life been since you've uh, been given the trophy? A bit of a whirlwind. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um... It's, it's been very busy, <laughs> very busy, but very good at the same time. Yeah, um, yeah it's strange because a lot has changed, but then equally day to day, nothing has changed. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> what's going on most of the time? Because you're, you're still teaching. Still is that teaching, right? yeah. yeah. So is this your half term? No, I've, I've school have been really accommodating, okay. to be fair. So I'm, I've got a day off today, um, <laughs> but I'm wary as to how many of them I, I can ask for. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I guess, though, they've got a Bake Off winner in their midst. So it kind of is good for them as well. I think so. Yeah. 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 And I, when I was watching Bake Off, it, you obviously talked about how you hid your baking skills from lots of people. But obviously now they must know that you're a baker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what was their reaction like when they, you were suddenly like, oh, actually I'm all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite good at baking. Well, I, I remember I am. Um, so we, we get told that, that we're going to be released to the, the public yeah. um, on this date. And it we thought it was going to be at like nine o'clock in the morning, but it turns out it was it was like one minute past midnight on this Tuesday, which oh. is the Tuesday prior to it, the first episode. Um, so I woke up and my phone had gone like nuts. <laughs> so yeah, all of a sudden there's like loads of people like, what? <laughs> but yeah, the what? secret's well and truly out. What did they say? 
there was just like in disbelief. I think I'd have been in disbelief as well if one of my <laughs> friends was just had thrown themselves on a TV show about bacon and had never mentioned it before. Yeah. So do you think they had sort of less expectation that you would do well or because they didn't know what your baking skills were like? Um, possibly. I don't know if they'd have, maybe they would admit that. I don't know. <laughs> or they they must have tasted your baking, right? Yeah, so like the kind of like light bulb moment was um, we had a, an engagement party and prior to that no one had known that I'd baked and I made a cake um and I heard someone asking Lara who's my fiance where where did you buy the cake from and 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 I heard that so it wasn't said to yeah. me or said for for my ears at all so I I kind of heard it and I thought oh maybe maybe <laughs> I'm not so bad and and then yeah Next thing you know, Lara's applying for me. <laughs> <laughs> what I would like to know is, will you be making your wedding cake? Yeah, yeah. I'm making it. Yeah. Are you? I am. Yeah, so I wasn't going to, no. and then that comment from the engagement party happened, um, and then we started going to like wedding fairs to get all stuff done, and we we, sp- we spoke to a few cake people, and, and like all of the starting prices were £500. Ooh. Yeah, and I said to like, I can 100, even if it's £450, <laughs> I can do it cheaper. And if it's no good, then at least it's on me. Yeah, absolutely. And you've not spent £500 on exactly. it. Exactly, there we go. And can we, can we, can you tell us anything about it? Any of the flavours, what it might look like? It's going to be relatively simple. We're going to put some, the, the florist's going to put some flowers around it and we'll let them kind of... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To take a little bit of pressure off of me. Lara yeah. says she wants some flecks of colour in there, so we'll 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 do our best with that. Flavours, the bottom tier is gonna be the same as the bake off final okay. cake. So yeah. chocolate Genoese, um French buttercream, chocolate French yeah. buttercream and some brownie as lovely. well. Oh lovely. Yeah. Um that's a, a twist that no cake needs, <laughs> but it's very good, I promise. <laughs> well also you had the specs of colour in your bake off. Uh, showstopper. Yes, yeah. So I'm going to try and marry it to the. I think, I think the bridesmaids are wearing burnt orange. I'll try and match it as best I can. I think. Be easier to match the wedding to the cake that you made. Yeah, we've gone wrong here, haven't we? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that is the hardest bit. I've made a couple of wedding cakes, and it is definitely the hardest bit. Is that is the decoration of yeah. it? Yeah. So the florist. I think getting the florist involved is a very good idea. We've we've actually got this. We've got. We've got this cake stand, which the cake will sit in and it allows flowers to be put in and around it. So no no flowers, I don't think, will be in the cake anymore. Sure. It's it's almost like a, I don't know what it's called, but it looks nice. What about using the Bake Off cake stand? Oh, that's a plot twist. I've not thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it, all, makes it about me. Yeah, again, exactly. Though, Why not? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot I'd put that there. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that um, you said on Bake Off, was that it usually takes you a few mistakes to learn when baking. And actually, I felt like in this day and age, you know, that's something that, that we can kind of like reflect in general on daily life. Do you find that's something that you carry over to other parts of your life as well? Yeah, I'd say so. I think, I think failure is just inevitable, isn't it? Mm. It's, what you do with that is, is quite defining. Yeah. Um, and, and I think Bake Off was like a whole journey of, of failing and coming back from it. Um, and even those that, that went out had failed and come back from it at, at various points. And a lot of it was kind of like luck of the draw on, on the day. And, and I think it's important that sometimes you're going to face criticism and, and how you handle that criticism and what you take from it. And, and Paul and Prue were experts at telling you what wasn't good. Mm. But they what you didn't always necessarily see in, in the show was that they then went on to explain 
why and how it can be improved. And I tried to zone in on the second half of the, the sentence rather than the first half. And, and that allowed me to, to improve as the weeks went on. It's very easy, isn't it, sometimes to concentrate on what has gone badly and yeah. not think, well, actually, it's easy to, rep- to to change that or to tweak it slightly. Yeah, for sure. Or I remember watching the bit of the steamed the steam puddings. <laughs> <laughs> Where literally all of you, it, they were, it was so funny. And, but I kind of love that everybody's steam puddings basically collapsed. It's a good job they did as well, because yeah. otherwise I was a goner when I... <laughs> Do you find that your teaching as well kind of helps with that? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, through teaching for sure. I didn't realise kind of like how many tools it sharpened aside from actually just delivering and teaching a class of students. It, it It's it's quite beneficial in, in lots of areas. But yeah, certainly, certainly that has helped a lot. And how did they feel about it when you came back? The students? Yeah, were they like, sir, that's so good. That, do you know what? I was most nervous for, for them finding out. Yeah. Um, obviously, they didn't. They had no idea. Um, <laughs> and then to find out that their teacher, who they probably, if they had to pick out of all of them, they probably wouldn't have chose me as number one. Um, yeah, they, they was, but they were so supportive. Yeah. Like, that went in a couple of times that you knew on a Wednesday, if I knew I'd had a ropey week, I was going to get it a little bit. But it was all done in, like, in, in good faith. Yeah. Um, and when I had a really good week as well, like, I, I, I taught year 10s on a Wednesday morning and I walked into the changing room most weeks to a standing ovation. <laughs> and these aren't the sort of boys that you'd expect to be watching Bake yeah. Off. So probably nice to have probably broken down a few stereotypes within my yeah. school as well, maybe. And have they got you into the food tech kitchen? Not yet, Not but yet. there's time. <laughs> there's still time. <laughs> You'll be judging like a Christmas cake competition every year now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you? Do you still want to carry on teaching? Yeah, do you know, I, I do... I, I, I'm very fortunate in the sense of I enjoy it. Um, it it doesn't it doesn't feel like a chore to go to work, which is always a good thing. I am keen to kind of explore what this new world could be, but I'm I'm not really forcing. I, do you know what I mean? I, yeah, like no, I am. I I'm, I'm hopeful that I can explore this full time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't really need to force it because I I don't dislike my day job. So I'm in a fortunate position. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favourite moment from Bake Off? Is there one thing that you still sort of look back on now and think that was my proudest achievement? Other other than winning, obviously. Proudest achievement. There's so many like little bits. Where actually, yeah, let's go uh, sausage rolls. Okay, yeah. yeah, and I was, I was really toying with whether or not I just went for a classic sausage roll. I put some caramelised onions in there, but mm. the general theme was very classic, like what you'd probably expect if you was to have a sausage roll. Yeah, and I wasn't sure if that was playing it too safe, and it ended up working in my favour. Mm. Um, but that was a, a, a proud moment because the handshake is... <laughs> I was going to say, is yeah, it because of the handshake? It, I think so, because you don't you don't realise <laughs> until the first person gets it. Yeah. And all like all of the crew clap as well, and you're like, wow, that's a... It's, it's complete validation of that bake being yeah. a good one. And it, it helps when you do well on the Saturday or, or on the first day of filming, which is generally a Saturday, because you're confident going into the, the showstopper, which... Ah, okay. You can relax a little bit. Exactly. I found that if I had a ropey day one, day two, you really feel like you've got to pull it out the bag. And sometimes that's pressure you don't need. Yeah, because baking, I think, is... I think a lot of people bake because they want to feel 
like some kind of re- relaxation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> other than maybe we all like well most of us like to eat like a sweet treat i think you quite often bake because yeah you're it's sort of a bit of a mindful activity exactly i think like I, there's two sides of me there's one that's really sporty and there's one that really likes food and, mm. and cooking and, and baking um and both probably give me the same kind of satisfaction. At the end of it, you feel you feel good because you've created something baking a little bit better because you get something to eat at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So, so you can't always. I can't always rely on sports. So that's probably what got me into food and, and cooking. And yeah, you've, I find it really satisfying and rewarding at the end. Yeah, actually, I used to be a food tech teacher. Did you? Yeah. So I used to teach in schools, and um, I think that was the one thing that that every pupil I would find loved is that you get that that uh, you get that product at the end of the lesson and um i think it's something that 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 why teaching children to cook is so so good because like they love it well not obviously it's good for them their future but yeah it's it's also a vital life skill isn't it yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah 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 and i think it is um that sense of achievement immediately and i i guess p is probably quite similar yeah yeah because it these are the the things that you don't realise you need as you get older until you need them and, and like the importance that they have on just your your life. If you're if you're active and you're moving a lot, you feel better about yourself. If you're eating well and if you can find the time to eat some good food at the same time then then you're buzzing. Absolutely. Life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored? Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Looking forward, what do you hope the future holds now? I'd really like um, a cookbook, I think. Mm. Um, just it's not something that I ever expected I would have. Sure. Um, but now now more than ever, it's probably quite a realistic prospect, I hope. But, yeah, so I, I think if if I get nothing else out of all of this, a cookbook would be quite cool. Something like to, to go into the shops and see my face <laughs> on a book, as weird as that will be. But you and Paul, Paul shaking your hand on That'd the front cover. That would be quite cover. cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> what would the theme be? I feel like I've found like where I've I've been working quite hard on on my social media and I feel like I found where I belong at this moment mm. in time and it's people that aren't necessarily confident or mm-hmm. or don't feel that they're overly competent but want to give it a go that's my that's the people I want to target people that that have like the interest but yeah. don't necessarily feel that they have the ability yet and with hopefully a few a few recipes that maybe get gradually yeah. Build your confidence. That that's that'd be what I'd like. Kind of like holding their hand through the process. Exactly. Yeah, and a lot of it is through trial and error. And yeah. and as as long as if if it doesn't work out, which it might not always, and even even I made a cake on the weekend. I had to do it three times. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Uh, but but not throwing in the towel and maybe yeah. 
trying to look into the why it didn't work so the next time it does work is sure. is an important part for me as to what I want to achieve in a book. I guess like we were saying earlier that that sense of like just learn from that that failure rather than just chuck it chuck the towel in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If if I could get people rather than spending 20 pounds on someone's birthday cake that's pre-bought and, and probably well definitely doesn't taste as nice that if mm. they was to spend 20 pounds on the ing- ingredients and make it and the person receiving it will be will will, will really recognize the effort that's gone into it as well and it will probably be tasty right 100% it will yeah I it think, might not yeah. always look the best and because some of the stuff <laughs> I make don't look the best because that does take practice and time yeah. and but but yeah, the taste, it, it all tastes the same when you're chewing I it. I think so. It? Yeah, I think it's, um, we kind of, ex- we, I think sometimes we look at it and we go, no, that's not right. That's not perfect. Yeah. But actually, I think, especially with baking, because it's got sugar in it, so it's probably going to taste fine. You can't go wrong with <laughs> that stuff, really. can you? I feel like unless, you know, okay, yeah, if maybe they've like grated some raw potato in and they're like, oh, you really have gone wrong. But I feel like if it just doesn't look perfect, it's fine. It's going to uh, taste 100%. good. 100%. So something that we ask everybody that that joins us is about their favourite dish. Okay. So have you got like a a dish that either you ate growing up or there's something that you just always go back to now as what would be what would be your favourite dish? I think my favourite dish it stems back to like a a place a country that I love going to most which is Italy. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. it's just a, and it's really straightforward. It's just a um a, a tagliatelle with uh, just a tomato sauce and that's probably sounds really simple but it's so so effective and sometimes the simplest food is the best it's not to be overlooked at yeah. all is it and i think that's why sometimes we we forget how good the simple stuff is mm. and we go for things that have got loads and loads of stuff in and then we go back to that simple thing and you're like wow there's yeah. like three ingredients in that and it tastes so good and is the best place you've ever eaten it in italy Without a doubt. Yeah, they just... But I used to think that a, a pasta sauce has to have, like, loads of stuff in it. And I got this book <laughs> called Pasta Grannies. Oh, yeah. Have yeah, you heard yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable book. And and this this tomato sauce is... I'm, a, I'm so bad for getting a recipe book, cooking one recipe out of it and then never looking at any of the others but i have i promise i've looked at a few of these of of the different recipes but the one that stands out to me it's just got a tin of samazano tomatoes a chili garlic and olive oil and that's it but they are the best tomatoes that you can get for for cooking with really aren't they oh they're so nice and you don't realize until you have them the difference Mm. that they make to a pasta sauce over like your your standard tin tomato so how often do you cook it Again, not as often as I should do. We go, we went, we go through stages. Sometimes, what I do have more often than that is samazano tomatoes that are in the packet, so they're not in a tin. Sure. Bake them off with some some garlic and some olive oil, yeah, and then just that's that's your sauce. Fab. Yeah, roast it off. Yeah. Lovely. And can you remember the first time you ever ate it? It would have been when I was in Sestriere skiing. That would have been that would have been the first time. Yeah, but I also when I'm in Italy, I feel it's it's my duty to eat as much <laughs> pizza as I can because it's it's never quite the same when you come no, back, it's is it? No, not. So you were at the base of a mountain at yeah. this time, and that it was sunny, and yeah. But then you had this amazing dish delivered to you. That's it. Yeah, I I um yeah. So I had that one, but then you've just taken my mind elsewhere. But I've never tried to make this. It was um it was a vegetarian lasagna, but it was made with like a a bechamel sauce. Okay, yeah. Oh my yeah, yeah. lord, it was 
heavenly. <laughs> like, even now I think about it, but I would never try and recreate because I think I'd be bitterly disappointed. No. What did you say earlier? <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> Follow your own advice. It doesn't matter if yeah. it's not perfect. <laughs> so you put your, you fry off, you said garlic, was it? Oil, garlic. Yeah, so in a, in a saucepan you put, you put quite a considerable amount of oil. You kind of, like a couple of, about a centimetre or two's worth in the pan. So I go small pan. Yeah. Um, and you put it on the lowest setting, on the lowest hob. I think it's got four or five garlic cloves in there. Because if you're going with garlic, you want to taste it, don't you? Um, Especially in a simple dish, I think. That's it. 15 minutes on that. And then for the final five minutes, add in um, a chilli. Lovely. After that, put the tomatoes in and leave them, again, same temperature. You don't touch it mm. for about an hour. Take out the chilli, unless you want it really hot. Blend it with a stick blender. And then there's your sauce. And you can keep keep it blipping away if you want okay so you're putting the chili in whole yes do you, you stab it, it yeah. yeah there you yeah. go yeah and it gets it gets just that heat seeps through slightly sure. it's got a bit of a mellow heat but like i say if you if you're a, a chili lover it'll probably maybe turn it into a bit of an arabiata that way wouldn't it yeah give yeah it absolutely kick. yeah give it a kick so you are a pasta lover then because that's the tagliatelle the lasagna i'm seeing a theme here yeah because i also love um this is turning into like a, a pasta podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe that baking book needs to change. <laughs> I do love a, um, a spinach and um, ricotta uh, ravioli. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a good choice. Mm. But it's a bit trickier to make, isn't it? It's it kind is, of yeah. one of those things that you need a bit longer to Quite kind time of... Quite time-consuming, Yeah, yeah, it? absolutely. Well, I mean, it sounds amazing. And so you're saying you use tin San or sometimes you would... Do you ever make that pasta using that other method where you would put the samazano? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. really nice with linguine rather so than bake them. Um, yeah. Same I amount of oil? It, no, yeah, a little bit less oil. I just drizzle it with oil. Um, and then, yeah, once it's baked, because they, they then blister and then they burst and then you've got your sauce, haven't you? And the olive oil, oh, it's lovely, honestly. There's not, I just think it's that sim the simplicity of it. Mm -hmm. You know that you've not spent any time on it and you get this amazing, amazing yeah. meal. Exactly. Right, we're going to move on to confessions now. Okay. I would like to know what your biggest cooking disaster is. <laughs> I'm going to go big with this confession. Yeah, I love it. All Bigger right. the better. Okay, when I was practicing for Bake Off, I was practicing, I've, it was a, the, the dog cake. Lucy okay, yeah, yeah. Dog. yeah. Um, originally, it was lying down because this happened. It, okay. It was originally supposed to be stood, but I went to... They said it had to be for, I think, feed like 20 people. I assumed 20 could eat a lot more than what I was trying to make. <laughs> so it was huge. And it just was not what it was slipping and sliding. And I just lost my, I just splatted it. Oh. Uh, yeah. And there was like instant regret because it went everywhere. Oh, no. And Lara came down like, what have you done? But that's why it was lying down in the end. Okay, so when you were when you were like trialing, I was trying, it, and it was just not working, and it was. So how were you? You were basically layering the sponges up and then sitting it up as if it was like a dog begging for. That's it, and then I was going to carve it out, um, and it just didn't materialize, okay. and I just I squished <laughs> it with my hand. So it was in two halves at that point. It was in numerous halves. <laughs> um, have you ever served something ready-made and pretended you made it yourself? No, I haven't. No, I'm quite. Honest. Yeah. They, you yeah. Know what they say about people that answer quickly. Oh, they say this. That's guilty. No, yeah. no, no. I'm joking. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. No. You wouldn't ever be tempted. No, I'm. I, I'm not really bothered. Oh, if no. I, if it, well, you <laughs> if had it's the from other a thing. packet. It's... You actually made it and then pretended that it was from a packet. I did do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I pretended that someone else had made it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you used to take the cakes and be like, "Oh, this was my mum's." It was then... only once. One of the one of the 
boys that were in my form a few years back said he he said that he's good at making brownies, and I said I'm not. Uh, I know someone who's not bad. I don't know why I didn't just say it was me. <laughs> um, and yeah, he brought them in. I brought them in. Yeah, they thought that Lara had made them. Who won? Lara. Oh, me. you won. <laughs> did you? You didn't. You still didn't, still tell, didn't them. tell them. No. <laughs> What's your guilty like your food guilty pleasure? I have a huge sweet tooth. I just love chocolate. Yeah. I can just eat it and I don't tend to realise that I've eaten too much until it's too late as well. I can just, I just go and go and go. I don't That's chew. when you eat crisps and you start over. Mm. So if you put crisps in the middle, I find I can eat more chocolate. Okay. Because I get that like, the sweet, I don't know, like a sweet refresh. Okay. That's Try not it. a tip I need, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's dangerous for me. I guess a sweet tooth helps because of the baking. Not that all baking's sweet, but. Yeah, most of mine is, to be fair. I think that's mm. probably to satisfy my own sweet tooth. Yeah. Quite selfish, really. Well, yeah, but you've also gone to the effort, you know? True. Why not? I think that's all right. Um, I've also actually got a confession, which is that, you know, I said I used to be a teacher. Yeah. Uh, one of my students uh, was Tasha. No way! Yes. Was it really? <laughs> it was, yeah. So I messaged Tasha and I said that you were coming on the podcast. And I was like, can we, come? what can I ask? I wanted something a little bit more... Like you know, a bit more scandalous. But what she she asked me to say, uh, have you expanded your savoury horizons past prawn curry? <laughs> I thought she was going to stitch you up with something else. Then, well, but... I was hoping she might stitch you up. <laughs> I was like, that's so vanilla. <laughs> well, uh, I can't believe that you teach Tash. Um, okay, do you do you want the background? Yeah, I do this? want okay. the whole story. When we first got to the hotel, we stayed at the same hotel every single time we went up. So. Yeah. We went up the night before the first day of filming um, and then you'd have the middle the, the middle night and then I would always go back. So I'd eat at least twice at the hotel. When we first got there, there was this menu that has got loads of stuff on it and I was, it was all like buzzing. <laughs> and the first thing I had was a prawn curry and I think I had it every single time I was there oh. other than twice. Really? Yeah. You loved it. I was just, I just knew what I was getting. I was safe. <laughs> but halfway through, they changed it. Not halfway through. I think on about week eight or nine, they changed it to a, a different type of curry. Yeah. Still prawn. <laughs> <laughs> different part of Asia. It were you fuming? I, I was. <laughs> I thought that you were going to say that you basically cooked a prawn curry and it was terrible or something. But you, I, I love no. that you just would go and have the same dish every yeah. time. <laughs> I would look through the menu as if I was contemplating anything else. But then, yeah, straight back to what I knew. <laughs> How long did it take them to twig that you'd been ordering the same thing? Not long. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second question, final question, she said, do you know if Paul has been celebrating Arsenal's win against Liverpool? This is what, this is what I thought she was going to stitch me up on. <laughs> Paul from Liverpool supports Liverpool yeah like most Liverpudlians and if it's not Liverpool it's Everton yeah but Tash managed to convince me that he supported Arsenal oh so I said to him they do this royal tour which is what they call it which is when they come around to all the bakers and they okay. ask what you're making yeah and I asked him how long he's been an Arsenal fan for and he looked at me I thought he was going to punch me in the face <laughs> the disgust and he said have you heard I'm, have you heard my accent do you know where I'm from <laughs> I'm so sorry for <laughs> Well, she she like, was in front of me, in like dying of laughter. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Right, it's time for our quick fire questions now. Um, so I will ask them quickly, and quick answers are mm -hmm. appreciated. What's your favourite kitchen job? Chopping. Chopping. Uh, what did you have for dinner last night? Chicken and coconut with rice. What's your favourite sandwich filling? Uh, tuna and sweet corn. Oh, that's a really good choice. But not with mayo. Okay. Olive oil. 
Oh, yeah. bougie. Yeah, I'm not a lover of mayo. Okay. That sounds quite oily. Uh, yeah, I guess it does, but it's not, I okay. promise. Um, the best kitchen tip you've ever been given? Uh, use a dough scraper. Oh, that's mm. a good one. Yeah. What do you listen to when you're cooking? Uh, sometimes nothing. Sometimes just on shuffle. Yeah. Sometimes a podcast. Okay. Yeah. The Good Food Podcast. Always. <laughs> uh, your most trusted recipe? Uh, Victoria Sponge. And what would that involve? 250 grams of unsalted butter, yeah. flour, and caster sugar, five medium eggs. Oh, that's very well. That's a very nice recipe. Most overrated food? Oh, I'm a, a mushrooms. Mushrooms. Uh, most underrated food? Oh, that's quite difficult, isn't it? Is there anything that you love that your family just do like now? I quite like bovril on toast with some cheese. Oh, it's like a yeast extract. That makes it sound so minging. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Toast in bed, yes or no? Yeah, if you're hungry, why not? Uh, Although I see where people would be against that. Maybe not on your side of the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Just like lean over. (laughs) Uh, Worst thing you've ever eaten? It's very palatable. I'm just not a lover of shepherd's pie. Oh, that's it. I was not expecting that. Like it's not, it's so inoffensive, isn't it? But it's just... Texture, is it? Probably, it's very... Do you know what? I think it stems back... I used to have it a lot on a Sunday evening when I was at school. It just reminds me of having school in the morning. Yeah, fair enough. It's like you've associated it. That's it, yeah. yeah. And then you put yourself back into school. I know, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what is your ultimate comfort food? Anything chocolate. Like, literally anything. Yeah. Have you got a favourite type? Is it like milk chocolate, dark chocolate? I do love dark chocolate, which is hugely convenient because not many people do. Oh, because yeah. again, anything that I get more of, <laughs> I seem to be drawn towards. You'll be with the strawberry and orange creams. Oh you? no, I, I don't. I, I'm, see, there, draw the I'm line. not a lover of. Yeah. yeah. You have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then our last question that we ask everybody is, what makes you optimistic for the future? That's not quick fire. <laughs> um, lots can change very, very quickly, can't it? So, mm. So you never know what's going to happen. So we'll look see. forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, that's very nice. That's very good. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been great to have you on. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been good. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Good Food Podcast. Join us next week when Orlando Murrin will be speaking with Dina Mackey about the food of Amman in Zanzibar. Don't forget, our bonus cook-along episode is out on Thursday. For more recipes and inspiration, please visit bbcgoodfood.com.